Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. Uh, it is I, once again, of course it is. Who else is it going to fucking be? Uh, we're doing a new thing tonight. We're actually sitting in in front of a fire in a very cold night. It's very nice. Yeah, it's, it's very, very nice. nice. Um, uh, we're hoping that the sound works. If for some reason you can't hear us, then we're going to have to trash this. Mm. And, uh, and you you know, we'll have to do it over again. But I think it's worth giving it a shot. So we're here uh, by the fire. It's about 50 degrees out. Uh, with the beautiful, um, well, my co-host, my third time being a co-host now? Yeah. I'm Willow, if you don't know me. I was about to call you by your real name. Oh, too. my goodness. <laughs> that is my real name. I mean, it is your real name. Uh, so Willow's going to be co-hosting with me tonight, yet again. Uh, and for the first time ever in Atlanta working with SKW, uh, somebody who I've known of, and she's known of me for three years now, the amazing Tilly McReese. In the house. In the house, and uh, did you like my foghorn? Yeah, that was really ear horn. Good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a foghorn. Foghorn leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we, uh, you got here, you just arrived about what, four hours ago, maybe about four hours ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, um, we've just been kind of ground shooting, running, yeah, shooting the shit. How was your flight? It was great, it was the shortest flight I've ever been on. Um, no, two second hours, shortest hours? flight in my life, mm -hmm. two hours total. And got an Uber straight here, so it was all very um, direct and uh, difficulty-free. So let me have you scoot up a little bit. Just, just, yep. I want to get you as the primary voice. There we go. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, so, and everything was okay? Mm-hmm. How was traveling in the post-COVID world? Um, it was... <laughs> I bought a, a bottle of water for $3 when I was on the plane because I started coughing, but it was because I had a dry... Um, you know, I had a tickle in my throat, and I didn't want anyone to think that I was, like, COVID coughing, you know? So I ended were up people looking at panicking. Funny, no, they weren't, but they would start to if I kept going because I was coughing a lot. So I was like, I was going to get some water. And the guy got me. He was like, he was like, that's $3. And I was like, how much? Jesus and Christ. I couldn't talk. I was like, how much? He's like, $3. And I was like, really? I can't just get a cup of water? He was like, no. I'm like, all right. So I went digging in my personal item to find my wallet and I bought water for $3. You should have just kept coughing and just like, in between <laughs> the cough and like, man, I can't shake this Corona. Yeah. <laughs> so that was weird. But everybody was wearing a mask and being as responsible as they could be. Was, so there, was there a spacing in the... No, oh, there wasn't. Oh it's, no. It, what, one thing I've learned because I've flown a lot mea culpa during COVID. One thing I've learned is that every airline does it differently. So I have flown to the Middle East a couple of times since the summer and um, Qatar Airlines space very well. Qatar Airlines is very Oh, nice. they're amazing. Now, are they're they? also bigger planes. Oh. They so are, they yeah. can do that, but they could book them to capacity if they wanted, and they don't. Um, however, Spirit, you know, it's much cheaper. It's and, a budget airline. Yeah. So. And I'll admit, you know, I'll be the first one to admit it. I love, I, I'm like a competitive, cheap flight finder You're i love yes oh, i love finding cheap flights i'm I, the opposite i'm like delta all the way no no oh, no well i grew up in ireland when ryanair was at its peak oh right and right. ryanair was it, it became competitive almost among irish people you know you would talk to someone and you'd be like haha i just went to prague for a 30 euro round trip and they'd be like really because i went to paris for 15 euro round trip last week and so it became they like, paid me to go uh, yeah yes exactly mm -hmm. yeah. you know we literally saw london one euro round trip 
wow. ads in our newspapers. Oh my god! It was crazy. Did they just give you a so, rope that was tied around the wing? Um, no, but we we used to joke that eventually we'd be standing with those loops in the ceilings oh, yeah. like buses. And at one <laughs> point, they legitimately considered charging for the bathroom, standing room, yeah, for the toilet. So, oh my god! Yeah, so you become really, really smart because, of course, with those cheap uh, tickets. You know, they have all of these stipulations that, oh you know, God. each kg is an each gram is another, you know, $20 or whatever. So you it, it becomes a game You're like you have to beat them at their game. So today I brought a personal item with me and it was just within their um, their dimensions. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy with myself. If you guys want more firewood, just say the word. I'll oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, this is um, but uh, no, I, I yeah, I. I became a very saucy fucking traveler a long time ago. Really? You know what? No, this is how I do it. If it's six hours and under, I'll fly whatever. Hmm, but if same. it's o over that, then I'm going to probably try to get something nicer so I can have more leg room. See, and, yeah, that's how I am. Like, because it's going to affect my overall see, trip. Yeah, I do something very similar, but I try to make the best of both worlds. I've flown enough to know that there are certain areas within the plane where they say that there's extra leg room like that at the front of the like of economy mm -hmm. but where you really want to be is in front of the emergency exit yes. because there's yeah the whole aisle yeah i unintentionally got placed in an emergency exit spot mm -hmm. it was two seats it's and ridiculous. we just had like the whole aisle to ourselves. It's huge. Can I tell a quick anecdote? I, I promise I'll be quick. I was, we have no time limit on this podcast. Um, <laughs> when I was turning 20, uh, before I turned 21, a couple of my friends were turning 21. But one particular girl who was a friend of a friend was turning 21. And right around the time she her birthday was happening, um, there were some wicked good deals with Ryanair. Ryanair is always cheap, but they, sure. were, they were advertising some ridiculous deals. So we were like, let's just go to Prague. For her birthday and so uh, when we were leaving she we were gathered in the departure lounge and she said to us she this girl was tall she was like five eight at like 18 or 20 years old or maybe she's five nine she said to us um okay so we're gonna get on a shuttle bus to get to the plane because that's how ryanair operates there ain't no tunnels so on the shuttle bus to the plane when you get out just everybody mark a door like as if you're playing at the sport you know everybody take a door each because we don't know what side the bus is going to turn on uh -huh. to park next to the plane. So if the right side of the bus is faced toward the plane, then you have the advantage. You fucking bolt. As soon as the door is open, run. If you're on the other side, still run really fast. But you have less of a chance. Because I have to get the wing seat. And I was like, girl, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. It's fine. I know that there's no assigned seating because it's Ryanair. But it's fine. She's like, no, no, no. It's really serious. I'm 5'9". Like, I need the, the legroom. So anyway, the, door, the bus pulls up. And it's ridiculous. The doors open and people are like, ah, oh, it's like, what is it? It's Spartan. Like, they, yes, people are running. People have babies in their arms. They have mini suitcases. And they are just like, it's like slow motion, like the Baywatch run. It's the funniest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. And she's ahead of them all, like a sprinter in the Olympics. And she gets her so, seat. So what you just described <laughs> is what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> but I love it. It's like a sport. I'm like, yes, I got the seat. You know, like. I have walked into the departure lounge like the Michelin man because I refuse to pay the check-in. Oh my god. You know, but, I, but at the same time, I pay like eight bucks for a Starbucks coffee. So like for some reason, <laughs> flights, flights are my thing. Thank that's you. So that, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like to me, like I, it, when I shell out the extra money, it's, it's for things that I know are going to make me have a better experience overall. Yeah. And if I show up to like, I don't know, Cabo or some shit, fly in and I'm relaxed and I just had like leg room and they just fed me like a bunch of fucking mimosas. 
Yeah, I'm that's... way better about vacationing after that than like yeah. if I'm like this because I got shoved into a, like a last uh, first come first serve fucking that's... yeah. Yeah, it's a start to good vacation. My trip to Singapore, it was with Qatar Airlines, and this plane was completely booked. Uh, but the way that it worked, uh, my partner at the time got put into business class, Ooh. and I got put into economy, sandwiched in between four other people. So obviously, as I a was, gentleman, he switched out, right? He tried, and we also tried to upgrade my seat, but they wouldn't let us. But Pricing. um couldn't you just switch though like during Like when no one was looking? Yeah. That's what I thought. Um but apparently they are really on top of their game. That's uh. why they're one of the best airlines in the Motherfuckers. world. Motherfuckers. But halfway through our twenty hour flight, Shh. in the middle of the night, I snuck up to business class and I sat in his seat and I was like, This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, had, I got told to go back to my seat, oh, and no. somebody, somebody in a, it was like a little family pod had taken my seat, and I was like, I'm sorry, dude, you have to get the fuck up. <laughs> where, where am I going to sit? I, if I go back up to business class, they're going to kick me out. Where are they going to take me? It's bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Last time I, fly, I flew with Qatar, there were two guys behind me, and um, one of them, in very, in a very, in very petty form, said to the other one, he goes, you know. That seat next to the window, that was mine, but it's fine, you can, it's okay. This was like, you know, an hour in, mind you. He was like, that was mine, but you can have it. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll have it, motherfucker, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, I guess there was an altercation, right? And one alleged that the other guy hit him. What? And it was so funny because neither of them were from America. So they had these very, very thick accents. And he was like, motherfucker, you hit me. And he was like, if I hit you, show me where I hit you. I don't see it. Where did you I Show me, you? Bruce. Yes, exactly. And then, and so then eventually they called a, an air hostess up. And every, you know, I, I don't know how everybody else reacted, but I was right in front of them. So I was like, like if I had popcorn, I would have yeah. been doing this, you know. Yeah. And she was like. She literally treated them like kids. She was like, mm hmm I know, I know. Oh, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. Okay, let me just pull you out into the island and let's talk about it. I, and they, my <laughs> heart goes out to any stewardess because they deal with so much. Oh, yeah, for real. I had, I was, I was in first class because I got bumped up to first class. Mm, so I was like, nice. it was, we were coming back from Tampa from FetishCon. They're like, well, you have it first class? Do you want to pay $20? I'm like, fuck wow. you. Do you want to pay 20, 20 extra dollars? Absolutely. And yeah. so my, my wife and I got in there and this lady gets in. We all, of course, board first. And it's one of the first times I ever got to experience like first class. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And this lady gets up and she looks at us and she's like, she's staring at us. And I kind of, it was that stare where you kind of want to look away because you feel like you're being judged. And she goes like, hmm, must be nice. <laughs> That's when you say it is. Yeah. Well, I didn't know to say that. But I later on, I, I kind of wanted to go back to her, you know, like walk back there and be like, mm, must fucking suck. But <laughs> but no, I didn't do that because she was she's such a, you know, I, I, I get it. Like she was just trying to express her, her her bitterness. I wanted to tell her. I'm like, no, dude, like I'm not I'm like an imposter. Like they just gave it to me for 20 bucks. Like I'm not some weird rich guy. But, it must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. Uh, OK. Oh, we were talking about fetish, aren't we? Uh, so anyway, hey, guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. Not wrestling, with, uh, not wrestling airlines. with, not wrestling with, yeah, wrestling with airlines. <laughs> we just lost 30% of our <laughs> listeners. Come back. All right. Whoever's listening now, you guys are the real MVPs. Uh, we we're going to, we're going to talk about kink. We're going to talk about dicks and vaginas. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, it, Delta will have nothing to do with it, but, um, we are here with, uh, 
Somebody who, uh, well, obviously, um, Willow has been kicking serious ass at SKW, and she's, uh, what's up, buddy? Sorry, my dog is out there doing a thing. And I love it. And so, um, uh, Willow's, uh, kind of easing into the business and trying to make, you know, trying to make some future decisions as to what you want to do as a fetish model. Yeah. But Tilly's been doing this since? 2012. Ooh, so. Not to date yourself, but yes, you've been in the business for quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to start at the very obvious beginning. Um, Where were you? What were you doing when you finally got that inkling of like, let me do this for a little bit? Um, I was a swinger with my then husband and we were so you played uh you, you danced to swing music yeah and, uh, exactly and, okay. and we were the best looking john favreau and yeah yeah uh, it's gone not to toot our own horn but just objectively speaking we were the we were the the best looking and fittest looking swing dancers so <laughs> um, i've been to several swing clubs being being the best looking is not is not a high bar, but, no, but, you're, but you're a beautiful woman, so it must have been like, holy shit. And so a lot of the time we would uh, just, you know, get busy with each other. And then we would like look around and notice that like a pin had dropped and everybody was stopping what they were doing. To watch, yes. To watch us. And it was very, you know, this sounds very phony, um, but hashtag sorry, not sorry. It was actually, it felt good because it felt like I was doing my part, you know? Like, You're such a phony! Uh, like, I know I really did feel like, wow, this podcast I did over. a good thing tonight. Yeah. Because I feel like they had better sex because of us, you know? Because Aww. it was like a turn on. Yeah, like, it wasn't just like an ego boost. It was also like, wow, I'm doing my part for the community. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It was I swear. I'm laughing because it's the honest to God truth. I was like, cool. Those this people, is how Doctors Without those, Borders feels, Yes, sure. exactly. Yeah. That's my version of it. So, I remember... <laughs> being like cool you know maybe they were really turned on and they had better sex because of us tonight cool and all we did without borders and all we did was be hot so mm -hmm. so then uh one day i i had just got my green card a year prior i was doing a job i did not really like i was a leasing consultant consultant where were you born for ireland what what part uh limerick oh nice i I know a few of those do you really know oh okay (laughs) (laughs) wow Uh, but we you know, I um, I had I was working as a leasing consultant because it was the first job that was available when I got my green card. And my husband was like, "What do you want to do? Because right. this is making you miserable, and you're you have so much talent. What do you want to do?" So I was like, "I, I want to try porn." Ooh! And he was like, "Uh, would you not wanna maybe Did he take be the a question stripper back? instead?" You want to be a stripper? You want to go straight like, to no, porn? No, 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 I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I want to skip the first part and go straight to I don't want to be around any of the people who are ogling me. I want to be, I like the separation of camera and subject. And he's like, okay, okay, uh, okay. Let's So let's look up agencies and let's do videos together. Well, as it happens, a lot of production houses don't want to see you with your partner. Oh, no. So oh, no. I was looking at around and I got into girl-girl porn. Um, because I happened to be very lucky enough to meet a girl through it. So, so we did do a porno, my husband and I. And the photographer who came to do the stills at that was like, you are really good. You hold poses. When I tell you to point your toes, you do. And you remember. When I tell you to arch your back, you remember. So long story short, he was like, let's shoot our own solo stuff. I'll shoot you solo. You can start your own clip store. There were never any ulterior motives. He was never skeezy about it. And then uh, a couple of months later, he was like, I'm shooting this chick from California. Come and watch her. You know, learn some stuff from her. 
and I had just learned how to drive, just got my first car. Ooh. And I took the, the, the risk and I drove three hours south into Virginia oh, wow. and watched her. And I'm, it was such a fortuitous meeting. Cause who she was, was the, like, uh, who was the artist? Pepper, Ca Pepper Caster. If you're listening, you, you like changed the whole trajectory of my life. It's a good name. She's a Yeah, she did the whole Hollywood. She did the uh, old porn star trick where you um. do your, this, the pet name and the street you grew up on. <laughs> so she, that's my friend Sin Sage. Yeah. Sin Sage has that. So then she she yeah. did it to me. I had I was called Jezebel Fox at the time because I was doing some coming. She's like, that's very porny. If you want to do art and modeling and glamour modeling and you know maybe some fashion, then maybe you should pick something that's a little bit whimsical but not so you know obviously porny. And I had a cat called Tilly, and I grew up in a village I won't say its name that had McCrease in it. Oh, McCrease. So she was like. Take the McCreese and the Tilly, the cat name. Tilly is your first name, McCreese is your last name. So that's how I was that's born. That's a great name. It, huh. it is, because it sounds, I like it too, because it sounds whimsical, but it could be real. So it's on that, it's on it the verge. It Yeah. It straddles, no pen. Yeah, I went, to, I went to St. Sage's uh, wedding, and I remember I pulled up into her house, and it said Sage Street. I'm like, oh, shit, did you do the thing? And she's like, yes, I did. <laughs> so that's how she did it too. That's awesome. It's like I her name of her, her first cat, and then her... Her, where she grew up or oh, I like want to meet her now yeah. so oh that's, she's amazing that's how I was born and honestly um honestly after that first porno with my husband which was never aggressively marketed god thing. damn it it was a good thing well here's my question you know? so so what is it that made you gravitate towards that what made you go like I don't want to I want to skip a B and C I want to go straight to D. Uh, I did not want to uh, how do I say this in a nice way you don't have to I love chatting. I'm a very chatty person. Um, a conversationalist. And I didn't want to make it my job. A lot of the girls who I've met who strip, I don't knock anyone's hustle. Mm -hmm. I'm like, get it, girl. That's fucking awesome. But they will be the first to tell you that there's a lot of chatting involved in it. It's not all dancing. It's chatting someone, remembering that they got the promotion or that their dog died or... Whatever the case may be, or even just remembering their name, just remembering their name. And um, if if chatting became my source of income, I might start to dislike it, and I don't I want I don't want that to happen. Sure. So I knew immediately um, that I didn't want to do stripping, escorting, uh, even even sessioning. I did, I just wanted to have that separation that the camera um, offers. Yeah. So. Really, that, that was pretty much it. I also was afraid of people following me home. Like, if you're a stripper, you know, when you get into your car and there's a, a straggler. Uh, oh, that's always at the terrifying. Club. Right. I don't want anybody to be in the same room as me that fancies me. I like the idea that I am this fantasy girl. I'm everywhere but nowhere. And the camera offers you that. That you makes know? sense, yeah. So I just, I, that's why. I, and I knew that people might find me. I knew that my family might find me. And to me, the risk was worth it because my ha not to say my happiness is, is more important than anyone else's happiness, but my happiness is more important than anyone else's happiness. <laughs> so yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm at this year, so yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I kind of realized that back then, and my husband was like, cool, dude, let's get around to it then. Let's let's figure out how to do it. And yeah. I, you know, we're, we're not together anymore, but I cannot credit him enough for being like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Let me ask you something. Um, why did you, why were you more, prone to uh, being in, uh, words are hard 
Why are you <laughs> Why were you more prone to doing a uh, couple sessions rather than solo whenever you first got into doing porn? Uh, um, oh, so you mean why? So at first I was doing boy girl and then yeah. Um, so him and I did that first scene, and uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was him and I and the producer. Um, so it was a threesome, you know, scene, and I thought it was very hot. But oh, so I the producer himself was in the scene? In the scene, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when, in, the, in the sense that he was in front of me and my husband was behind. They didn't cross swords, you know. My, <laughs> husband, my husband was no homo, not that he had anything against it, but not in, in, you know, in his own, when it came to his own preferences, that wasn't his thing. But he wasn't as opposed to another guy being seen. Um, However, was it POV or was it just a no? Uh, well, no tripod, kind a, a of tripod, thing? and then there was also a photographer. Oh, mm. so there was a fourth. Okay. There, yeah, and the photographer was getting stills throughout, and in the beginning and at the end. Um, but she said to me, you know, she said, "I'm trying to make my career as long as possible. So what I intend to do, and what I have been doing thus far, is, you know, um, to do a solo scene." You do 20 more of those or so, or 30 or whatever. And after your solo scene, you do a girl-girl scene. Um, and then maybe after the girl-girl scene, you do an anal scene with that with an, a girl, you know. Um, and then eventually you do a handjob scene. And so what she was saying is you can milk your career so to speak. by taking it in stage, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> by taking it in stages. And, and that way, everything you do is a big deal, right? Like, like your first, uh, Tilly McCrease's first anal, you know? Tilly McCrease's first hand job, you know, first blow job, you know? And eventually it's um, a full, you know, vaginal boy girl, and then it, maybe it's anal, or, you know, and then it's two guys. She said, by taking it like that, you can really, really milk it, so to speak. Or you can go straight, you know, balls to the wall. But if you go balls to the wall, prepared to be physically exhausted and prepared to save your money very well, because it's not something that most people can necessarily do long term. Yeah. It is exhausting. It's not like regular sex. You are getting into positions that showcase your body well, but that feel very um, uncomfortable. You know, so, you know, regular sex doesn't look as pretty as most people think it looks. It's, you know when you're doing porn you're arching and you're getting yeah, into specific yeah. positions it's, it's art versus right a product like the actual physical productivity yeah of it, like and i can vouch for that because as swingers we saw other people and it was fucking hot but was it aesthetically pleasing in the traditional sense like absolutely no not. absolutely not you see not. somebody hunching over their no, partner and right. just absolutely looking like a hog yeah. going at it like honey <laughs> Honey, you're really getting into it, but tone it down, reel it in, something. Yeah. Or that's really hot to me because it's ugly, but it's real. And like it's it, depends, true. it depends. It's passionate. On the yeah. It depends on the person's perspective. But well, you there's know, a reason why uh, that kind of porn, where it's the real couple porn, where it's like a couple as well. It, a couple. Always, well, a couple who sets up a, a tripod by their bed. It's always the amateur porn that like really gets me. Because going. it's real. Real. It's not some girl uh, with teased hair. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, doing the whole like, fuck it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> suck it, bitch. Like, no. Like, I, I round, like, when I'm masturbating, I round my back right when I'm about to come, you know, and I don't see anybody doing that in real life. Oh, no, no, they no. always arch their back. I'm like, no, you're like this. You're like this. You're like hunching over, and you're like, yeah. oh my God. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm turning I'm into usually, an armadillo. I'm usually like at a, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually in the bathroom of a Starbucks and, you know, oh. just kind of covered with my sweater and 
So I, knew, so I really took her. <laughs> you guys haven't seen that video? It's no. made a lot of money. No, no but now We've made, I want to. We have made. Now that, you, now that you've said something, oh, I, I know have it's made, my life mission. I have made dozens of dollars. I have made, you made dozens? <laughs> <laughs> $11,300. Yes. Take that $6. Dude, I've I bought at least well. six cups of coffee from Starbucks. So suffice to say her advice um, was very helpful. It made a lot of sense to me and I took it to heart. And I don't dislike girls, you know, um, obviously. I hope not. We're shooting something with you yeah. guys tomorrow, so. So I that was like, for me. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is cool. We can take this in stages, you know. I figured that girl girl would make you less money than boy girl, but it was such. It was the difference is not significant. I felt that I could do more girl girl scenes than boy huh. girl scenes per week, and that way I would save my body. I, a lot of physical you know it was it wouldn't be as physical therefore I could do more of them per week and again I was saving my rather than going straight balls to the wall I could take it in stages like she mentioned so it's Honestly, great advice I would think that girl girl would make you more money because I know that the the lesbian fantasy is such a thing for a good amount of people that I, it's, that's honestly surprising to me. Uh, a lot. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of guys are still just interested in the mainstream dick and pussy uh, porn. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Most guys want to see a guy uh, deep dicking. Yeah, because they can picture themselves in that role. Hard Not to talk say, deep dicking. Yeah. Not it's to it's say a I very haven't... it's a very macho centric bullshit. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Thing, but yeah. that's what rules are. And some the world. of it is not ma macho centric. Some of it is more of a storyline, and it's very. Uh, there's a build up to it oh, and stuff, I love you know. Plot driven well, porn. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. But um unless you're a lemon stealing whore, then then it's <laughs> <laughs> Lemon stealing? Oh yeah, there's there's a whole bit of a video. Um it's one of the funniest porn videos I've ever seen where the plot is this uh, it's this couple that's in their backyard and then there's this naked girl and they have like uh or there's uh, lemon trees in their backyard oh. and this girl she's like naked or she's like semi-naked and she's like stealing their lemon this fucking bitch yeah and the guy comes out and he's like you're a lemon stealing whore and he fucks her he eventually fucks her but oh, we're stealing some lemons <laughs> but the purpose the, the plot of it is that she is she is a lemon stealing whore she got a tart pussy exactly <laughs> it is my favorite i absolutely love it i mean who needs a plot uh, so I like, I like, I like them. When I got into, so I listened to this girl's advice and about literally a week later, she contacts me and she says, Hey, a friend of mine is putting on a feature length porno. She's a director. Her name is Lily, Lily, um, Cage. Lily Cage. Yeah. Oh. She says, will you, um, will you come out and do it? And I was like, of course. Yeah. Are you serious? She was like, okay, great. Cause she'll cover your airfare. Um, and yeah, she wants you in it. And I couldn't believe it because you meet a lot of people in life and they say to you, they, oh, I'm going to hook you up. You're amazing. I want to see you in this. But it doesn't happen. So I had, not that I'm too much of a cynic. I'm actually a half glass, you know, glass half full person. But I was kind of like, okay, whatever. When she said to me, I want to see more of you. But then a week later, she hits me up. Hey, let's come out to LA. I've got a ticket for you. And I accept it and I go out and I do a, a feature length um, porno. And I was actually cast as the director's girlfriend. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. In the, in the video. And, and I looked up Lily Cage and she happens to be like this super fucking famous 
I've yeah, heard the name, yeah. lesbian yeah. porn star of the Valley, like very well known. Well, international, but she's the Valley's no. golden, golden she's lesbian. She's the golden girl. girl. Yeah. So, I actually love her work. Um, really? Mm -hmm. Cool. I, I find myself more drawn to lesbian porn as, porn as being <laughs> a pansexual woman. Cool. Um, well, I'll show you my first scene then. It's very hot. It's, nice. Yeah, it's Thank her and I you. in her kitchen. In her actual kitchen. In her kitchen. Yeah. And no. um, they were making like all kinds of um, video production jokes. Like there was a carrot. No, there was a knife. There <laughs> or, or a carrot. No, there was a carrot that was out on the table before we started our scene. And her and her wife were like, uh, they said some joke about Chekhov's knife. And I was like, ha oh, ha God. I have no idea what they meant. And Chekhov was like a producer who would put, you know about it because you were in art college. Yes. Yes. <laughs> would put hints of what was to occur later on in the movie. Oh, yeah. So they were like, that's too phallic. Get that out of here. And <laughs> that's absolutely insane. I actually love when stuff like that kind of incurs in videos because um, it changes the way that I go to the supermarket. I have gone to the supermarket one time and, you know, carrots and cucumbers are all next to each other. There was one time where I went to an Asian market and the cucumbers, I shit you not, were the size of like my forearm. I just looked at this cucumber and I was like, how? Why? <laughs> Why? Somebody somewhere is putting one of these up their ass. There's no way that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, I think that was my dildo before I discovered dildos. Uh, in fact, it was. Yeah, no, it was. Mine was a. Um, I always <laughs> use uh, my hairbrush. Oh, as 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 a good amount of girls do, we yeah. use the hairbrush handle, and I that was lucky sense. enough to have one of those vibrating toothbrushes ah. that you can pop the top off of. Yeah, and so the base of it would vibrate, and that was. Genius. Oh, wow. Absolutely incredible. You had a vibrator before you had a vibrator. That's awesome. I had no idea that I was coming, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. But yeah, that was how... And then she was like... Um, so that same week that she was there... The next day, I went down and I observed her doing a shoot, right? In, in Virginia. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually... Well, I did partake in it, but he wasn't hiring me. He was just shooting her. But I ended up in a few picture sets with her. And then um, as I was leaving, she was like, hey, you want to go to Six Flags later on this week? We're going to be in Maryland and Virginia for like a whole week. And I was fucking broke. So I was like, I don't know, like uh, maybe not. Because I was thinking she's this major celeb. She's not going to understand brokenness. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be really embarrassing for me to tell her I'm broke. Literally, like little did I know she was so down to earth. So I was yeah. like, as I'm climbing in my car and she's in front of me and sticking her head out her car window i'm like oh, i don't know if i can go to six flags this week she was like um i was like i don't know if i have the you know the, the means and her trying to finesse your way around yeah, saying like around i saying, can't go I because can't go. i'm broke yeah so her personal assistant oh yeah she had a personal assistant by the way i'm she was aiming 19. for that i'm aiming for it she was 19 he stuck his head out the window he knew he goes very cryptically he goes we'll figure out a way for you so i was like okay so I drove off and they drove off and I made it eventually four hours later, three and a half hours later in the pitch dark to my home. This was like almost midnight. So I yeah. made it to my home. The next day I'm taking a shower. My husband's like, Pepper just wrote you. She wants to see if you can do a scene with her. I'm like, what are you serious? He's like, yeah, the other girl quit uh, or she flaked and it's like $500 for four hours work. And I was like, serious? 
he's like yeah and i'm like okay and i don't i don't even know if i rinsed out the conditioner from my hair i just jumped out the shower and was like all right let me get in the car and let me do it and uh it wasn't even video work it was just pictures and it was so much fun and her and i just immediately clicked and we did like two more shoots that but did week. you go to six flags is what I'm yeah saying. yeah we did and All she right and good yeah and she I about to that, say that's that's my hook right there i'm like uh, you need to go to six did flags. you go to six flags or not <laughs> yeah, we, i need to know we did and i i wasn't even used to driving so i like was two hours late to it because i went home and i was like two hours late to it and then but i eventually i got there i lost my way and then i stayed in her hotel stayed in her hotel the following night again we were just bonding like crazy and then she was like, hey, do you want to do like a foot fetish shoot? I was like, what's that? Do you want to do a tickling? It's a foot fetish shoot and a tickling shoot together. I was like, sure, I don't know what it is, but sure, fine. So that was how my fetish career started. Nice. So I didn't know. actually start wrestling until FetCon of 2014. Shit. So wow. two years, I was I started porn in 2012. How we not bump into each other? That's crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah so we crazy. We should, I mean, we probably did, but we uh, there was so much drinking at those... Oh my god. That's, I, oh. that's honestly our relationship as yeah. well. I've had, yeah. Meeting at a fetish <laughs> convention and then meeting at. The first two times that Will and I met were at conventions. And then. And we were shit faced. What's great is there's photographic evidence. <laughs> it really so is. So there's a picture of us literally like, hey, like arms around each other. So I can we're both on each other, and like, I think Joe took a, a, a picture of us yeah, at DragonCon. And. It was great because you were like you were as vamp vampirella, mm -hmm. and and I was like, oh my god, this girl's so beautiful. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I remember passing you guys in the hall because I remember Joe and I remember stopping in that hall. Yeah. But I don't remember any of the conversation. I don't remember anything that happened. I just knew I was going from point A to point B. <laughs> But I, I think that's so wild that that is the basis of our relationship. As we were well. hugging. We were hugging the walls. That was a yep, really we tough night. Um, well, it was a Saturday at a convention oh, with eighty thousand people. It was crazy. At Frolicon, I don't even remember. Who, who, I, who are you with? I was with Nate. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, nobody on the podcast knows who that is. That's fine. Uh, it's a previous partner of mine. Um, Wait, we bumped into each other. We bumped into yeah. each other. Uh, and I had met your wife. Yeah. And then we like split ways. So and many then never people. Never to see you again until Dragon Con. And we were both with Fed, with FedCon. You have to with FedCon. You have to walk up to somebody and be like, "Here, here's my iPad. Can I hire you at 1 p.m. tomorrow?" Here's, Pretty much. Here's my problem with FedCon. I can take myself too seriously at the best of times. Sure. And I think part of it's because nobody takes our career seriously. So I take it upon myself to be like, ha you know. I take what I do seriously. I saw my taxes. Right. So <laughs> so when I was down at FetCon. I paid for food. Yeah. So I was down at, when I was down in FetCon in 2014, I remember being, to be honest, bitterly disappointed because someone had told me it was the perfect place to network and meet producers sure. who would maybe hire me in the future. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of contradictory because I'm also being told, go to the bar, drink, have a fantastic time. And if I introduce myself to producers when I'm fucking baked, <laughs> then it's not. You're never going to remember. They're never going to remember me, first of all, because maybe they're drunk also. But secondly, if they're not drunk, then it's not probably the best. It's not probably not the best way for me to introduce myself. So I remember being like, oh, this sucks. I don't like this. But well, they, had, they had like a preset to their credit. They had a preset event and see I, I didn't attend that that was oh, to my fault yeah okay, i didn't okay. 
and I made a little bit of money because also my problem was I was afraid to overbook because I didn't know how much time I would have in between because you go usually I'm spoiled and I will admit that I'm spoiled because by 2014 I was quite used to going to one set for one day and being paid a set amount for the one location for sure. one day and people were like you can go from hotel room to hotel room and make all this money and I was like yeah but would I want to I don't want to go from hotel room to hotel room I was spoiled I was totally spoiled sure no it's okay and uh, I was and I didn't really enjoy myself that much I also didn't know as many producers as I thought I knew like now I know way more you know you Kobe Hannah Perez Callie Lil, all these amazing people so I was standing outside and my partner at the time happened to call me and we got into an argument so I'm <laughs> a little bit tipsy and suffering from a breakout which I never get but randomly happened during FedCon okay. and now I'm also crying <laughs> <laughs> outside the door of the Hilton and I'm like this it is happens in Tampa. terrible yeah. I'm like this is terrible this is not the time to introduce myself to anybody this is so awful and uh, a friend of mine who I met through photography she was just a photography model randomly uh was like hey girl i'm here too i live in florida and i do fetish modeling would you like to do a wrestling shoot and oh, i wow. was like no definitely not i don't know how to wrestle <laughs> i didn't grow up watching wrestling which is the truth because in ireland you have channel one two and three yeah there's not a whole lot That's of wrestling it. out there now you can have the wrestling you can have the american channels but you gotta pay more so you know most people a lot of people when i was younger just had the irish channels which is three channels <laughs> so i was like um, what was your favorite show when you were younger friends so we did get the American Oh, you shows. got friends. Yeah, we, we got that. We got Scrubs. We got a Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Scrubs ER. is shit. Okay. You know, we got all the American shows, but we just didn't, um, yeah, you know, a lot of like, we TLC was not free and like, you know, um, Showtime was not free. Nothing was free. We just had one, cha RTE three 1, channels, yeah. RTE 2, and TV 3, but some of them showed American shows. They, I guess they had deals with these American. Which uh, ones are your favorite? friends uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh i knew nothing about wrestling even though in high school some of my friends watched it because they had the american channels they they did their families splurge so i used to tell my friend i was like listen i know no wrestling it's probably not a good idea to hire me thanks and i was about to return this phone call and continue crying and she was like girl come with me and she snatched me up and like her hotel was not even in the main in the hilton so she brought me across the street like i was very reluctant and when I finally got to the room, it was so crazy because it was like full of people. Like there were three models, three uh, victims, they call them. Oh, okay. So it's mixed wrestling. Yeah. Okay. And then the producer. And she was like, hey, I'm going to throw you in here with Barry Blanks or something was his name. Uh, I forget his name. And she was like, I'm going to show you some moves before you do it. So she really gave me no chance to back out. She was just like, boom, boom, boom. Here are the moves. Get do in it. there. Do your thing. And it was the best thing anybody could have done because I went in there and I did it. And I was very fucking good at it. Yeah. Like, I actually That's knocked insane. him out and was like, what? I've never modeled. I've never wrestled before. And uh, that was how it started. That's, that is insane. Fed con. So that's always wild how we never really imagine ourselves getting into this unless we do sometimes some of us we just we know what we're going to do and mm -hmm. we just want to be in porn yeah. or we want to be into yeah. the fetish scene yeah i never if you spoke to me five years ago and asked me hey can you see yourself fetish modeling wrestling having an only fans could you see yourself doing any of that i would have said fuck no yeah i am an I'm a good, honest Christian woman. <laughs> Honestly, not. I've never been Christian, but I have. I'm not Christian. But, but I did do music, like in high school, 
we call it yeah. secondary school. But in secondary school, everybody was like, oh yeah, she's obviously, I'm not going to say my real name, but they were like, she's going to be a musician. Duh, obviously, like look she's, at her, you know? Yeah. And so then I came to college time, college application time. And I remember sitting down with my parents and being like, this is my first choice. This is my second choice. And they were like, no, Harvard was my first choice. <laughs> Jesus. And Cork. Uh, Cork, there's an IT down in Cork and they special, uh, there's a music course down there that was my second choice and they were like you're really good at languages really good at them so that's the course you're going to do and music absolutely keep it up it's a wonderful hobby and I was like no you don't understand I have to dedicate myself to music 100% absolutely no 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 no. everybody who does music ends up doing a second degree we don't want to pay for a second degree we just want to pay for one so it's going to be languages but absolutely keep up the music it's wonderful and I was like what the reason i'm good at languages is because my ear is really good i'm a parish i have to do music it's my destiny nope i think so so i hope you're happy (laughs) i I think that's where our our paths kind of uh cross in a different direction because i did not have a choice uh with i didn't get the i'm gonna say privilege of my parents telling me that I'm going into college and they're going to pay for it. Uh, my ex actually bullied me into going to college, really? which is really shitty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Something that I don't talk about a lot, but it was like, it ended up being the best thing for me. In Ireland, it's free. Well, that's incredible. You have administrative free uh, fees, but the, tui- the tuition is that's free. Insane. Even in the, this is not you know, community college. This yeah. is every every university in Ireland. That is insane. Now the administrative fees are considerable, but the tuition is completely free. And so in Ireland, we have a big college culture. It's when you're graduating high school, you don't ask your friends, "Are you going to college?" You ask them, "Where, Where are you going to college?" And in some ways, that's good, and in other ways, it's bad because some people do truly need to take a year or two out to decide what they want to do. And that's totally fine. Um, we're gonna hit you with some American angst and acne. <laughs> um, okay. My degree, my four-year degree, cost me forty thousand dollars. Ah! Oh my god. That's about. It, that's it, about. That's, that's about, about average. Mine. Yeah, that's about mine. That's about that's average. Horrible. Uh, that mm. is for a public, like in-state mm. college degree, which makes me want to cry. Um, but that was my bachelor's at georgia state yeah yeah that's where i went um and it's but it ended up being one of the best things for me because it made me more uh in tune with like my artistic side and like my fetish side it grounds you it really did i got to meet a lot of people who really helped me open up my sexuality and like explore who i was and get into careers that i would better enjoy than being some stuffy old teacher i would hate that that definitely didn't happen for me mine was uh my degree was a very small percentile of the of the whole university because it was a new degree yeah it was also considered difficult which is ridiculous because it's it's subjective right Mm -hmm. but but in ireland because we're english speaking by default we a lot of people find languages hard or they just they're like oh my god how can you speak three languages mind you these are people doing applied science and mathematics so you know so there were only 12 of us or 13 of us yeah so there was no opening up of anything i went from a school that had a ratio of two boys to one girls to a course that was basically all girls like two boys and i was very 
unhappy in college. <laughs> but I knew that I would be. I told my parents, I'm not going to use this. I'm not. And it felt like a prison sentence because I knew that the next four years would be for nothing. Yeah. Um, but it definitely did give me the motivation to say, okay, once I graduate, I'm going to find something I like. And so as soon as my husband at the time said to me, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to do porn. Like I didn't, there was no hesitation. I had put my time in. I had, you know, sacrificed. I've been to jail. I know what right. I want to do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so let's go back to that. So <laughs> we started with porn and yeah. then you gravitated towards wrestling. When did the fetish world start opening up for you? Technically the fetish world started opening up for me in 2012, the same year that I started porn because I did that scene with my husband, right? Sure. And then two months later, the photographer in question at that at that shoot said to me, I want to introduce you to Pepper Kester. The same week that I met Pepper Kester, she said to me, come with me to a foot fetish and tickling fetish shoot. It's two producers and a one. They share this two deal. So that same day, I experienced foot fetish. It was trampling and, oh, and tickle fetish in one day. And I was like, this is kind of unusual, but I was not, I, I can honestly say I was never weirded out by it. But I think that's because I was a swinger. I mean, even though I had never seen those things done, I assumed people were into different things, you sure. know? So technically the fetish world opened up then. Mm -hmm. And I did some bondage shoots, maybe two or three different producers a few times each between 2012 and 2014. So I would have been I would have been known as a bondage model between 2012 and 2014. Mm -hmm. But when I went to FetCon in 2014, I did wrestling for the first time. Yeah. And the way that snowballed was crazy. I did that shoot in Tampa. A month later, I was shooting in Dallas for a full day. Um, for wrestling. Yeah. Then I shot in Dallas maybe five more times that same year, or maybe maybe three or four more times. Now I was keeping up art modeling and glamour modeling too. So I did whenever I visited a city, I would do you know wrestling, glamour, art, fashion in, within four or five days. That's wild. It, yeah, and that I loved it. Because, a, that is such an intense itinerary. <laughs> yeah, I loved it because I I love acting, right? So I would be aggressive one moment, and the next moment I'd be like very artsy, and you know I I love posing, and I took to it quite quickly. And it's also a good way to make a lot of money because you're not stuck to one area, you know? And amazingly, art photographers were not snobby. That's uh, amazing. Fashion, fashion photographers were not snobby. I did not encounter the hierarchy that I was expecting. They were like, oh, you did a fetish shoot before here? Okay, cool. So here's what we're going to do today. Here's the wardrobe. Like, there was no uh, Honestly, snobbery. I can say what you've experienced is, is uh, basically a diamond in the rough. Uh, as somebody who has done both yeah. like fetish modeling uh, and art modeling, the amount of time for prints that I've encountered where they, the photographer is incredibly reluctant to even negotiate. I gotta introduce you to some people because <laughs> I hear you and I don't doubt you, but... No, this was I, when I was younger. But I, I know three... I don't do it quite as much anymore. Right. I don't doubt you because I've heard other models say it, but I knew three or four... Uh, models who were in the same situation as me at the time because mm. I met them at a there's an event in Maryland that occurs every year called nudes in nature yeah and they were just art models and they said to me hey you do a lot of fetish modeling I've been reached out to by fetish producers 
and I kind of want to try it out. How does it go? And by a year later, they were all doing it. And mm -hmm. I met them at the event again the following year. And they were still not fashion models. They were still art models. But now they were also uh, fetish models. And a couple of them took on different names. Others kept the same name and straddled the different genres. Yeah. Um, you know, but... Um, I have since moved from the art modeling to the fetish modeling. Mm -hmm. I just... I feel like I encountered more... Uh, photographers and more producers who want to play with the time for print nonsense with art models than yeah. they do with fetish models because I think fetish models generally know that they're worth something and that yeah. they're creating art whereas a lot of art models are uh, they're new to the career yeah well it too depends on the art model you're talking about that because is I know true. art models who just do art modeling and they've been doing it for like seven years and they, they're touring all the time, so they make a good living. But they're they're doing art shoot after art shoot after art shoot, and some, yeah. sometimes they're um, modeling for classes for people to draw them, and other times I love doing that. Other times it's for photographers, um, you know. But they exist, and it's their full it's their full time living. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, I, it was it was kind of awesome because I ne it never got boring. Like one Absolutely. day, one day it was a wet and messy shoot. The next day it was a fashion shoot. The next day it was an art nude shoot. The next day it was a bridal shoot. The next day it was a wrestling shoot. <laughs> All in one tour. Um, so I have to say that 2013 was a very exciting year. I mean, 2014 and then 2015 was very exciting because like I said, it snowballed. Um, yeah. I did a shoot up in Canada with CPL. I hope I'm getting the name right, wrestling. Um, that was my first time in Canada and then I did wrestling in Florida and just around the whole country and like I said I would also make some uh, bondage shoots in sure. the tours and make them worthwhile so where did you go from there like uh, you started obviously expanding to bondage um... Um, I did bondage before wrestling in 2012-2013 okay. um, uh, and then I got into wrestling and then like I said my shoots from 2014 uh, onward were always a mix of bondage, uh, wrestling, art modeling, glamour modeling, and to some degree fashion. Fashion was my least. Because I never did any runway, I'm too short for it. But like if someone wanted a, a bridal or a, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'd be hired, hired for wet and messy or giantess, but my primary <laughs> categories are bondage and wrestling. Gotcha. How tall are you? Five, four. But if you point a camera up toward me, <laughs> I'm six foot. <laughs> That's fair. That's why I do art, art and fashion modeling because I'm five four. But if you point a camera, it's all about the angles. Oh, I understand. Yeah. That's why I don't. <laughs> oh, of course you did. Because I'm five ten. Oh, so you don't need that thing. <laughs> I don't need it, but it. The, I That's I understand cool. the angle yeah. nonsense. The angle magic yeah. of, of pointing it in the right direction to make yeah. it seem even That's bigger. why I don't do runway, because in real life, like, I've showed up to shoots and photographers have been like, oh, I thought you were taller. And I was, I've never been offended when they said that, because if they say I thought you were taller, then to me, I'm doing my job right. Yes. Or the photographer is, because he caught me from a low angle and I was very stretched out and, you know. I actually once had this friend, um, I'm not going to say her name, but I thought it was really funny because I found her... Uh, I found her page on Model Mayhem, uh -huh. and I've known this girl for years, and she, in real life she's like 5'4", five 5'5", five five, 
And on Model Mayhem, she said she was 5'10". And I was like, oh, darling. Oh, don't lie they're, about how tall you they're are. They're going to know. Don't lie. <laughs> They'll make you taller. You don't have to do that. I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. No. Don't do that. The height thing is, is, is such a funny game, especially whenever you're playing with, like, shorter shorter women and trying to get them to look taller. I think it's actually, um, Super Kid, I've, uh, I've shared a couple of the videos and photo shoot, or photographs that you've taken of me and a couple of the other models, and I always think it's really funny because I look giant <laughs> in these, in these photo shoots. With and these girls, yeah. I'm honestly not, I'm like an, uh, a little over average mm -hmm. for, for American women. Uh, but I just look absolutely huge. But most of our girls are like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, yeah, six. they are very small. So when you're doing like 5'10", then it makes a difference, yeah. It yeah, does. By contrast, yeah. I'm 5'4", so you'll be a giant <laughs> again tomorrow. <laughs> so when you, okay, so, so, um, we can wind it down because I, I want to get some, like, some of the questions we usually ask is yeah. the things that you say no to, the things that, uh, fucking piss you off in the business, things like that. Mm. Um, so... What are there any kinks that you haven't tried yet that you want to try? Um, no, I don't have any personal kinks. I might some, I might break some hearts by saying that. Oh no, that. no, it's okay. But I'm purely an actress. Um, what do you consider yourself? Uh, fair. Well, well, yes. But no, it is fair because I'm proud of it. I'm yeah. proud of it. You know, but in I, your own so personal life, I will would make you feel it look like, like I am into whatever so, I'm doing? Makes you an actress. As an actress. Uh, that's con that's entirely understandable. Uh, in your personal life, would, would you would say that you are vanilla? Well, not entirely vanilla, because when I was a, a swinger, I was very happy. Yeah. I would also happily not be a swinger, but I I do sense that when I stop modeling, it will be a little bit of an adjustment because. The fact that I look hot when I'm doing sexy things and I turn people on sure. is, I feel like I'm doing a public service. <laughs> I really, really do. Do you, like, feel, it's, do you it's... feel like you're, uh, well, like in personal life, uh, there's obviously there's there's a spectrum of like submissive versus dominant. I miss, I, I hate to put myself in a box because before I knew about those well, labels, I was also the switch. I'm a switch. I'm a switch. Yeah. Um, I love it when... Uh, like not even in bed but let me give you an example like with a partner I was talking about oh I think it'd be really cool if I put my wedding ring on a chain because I lose jewelry easily when I wash my hands in a restroom so I think I'll put my ring on a chain and he was like no you won't and I was like okay cool <laughs> so that you would okay. listen okay that's fine <laughs> so you would listen to that and you'd say I'm a switch right but at the same time don't talk to me about my business don't try. Don't make suggestions. Don't pretend like you know what's better for my business. Well, that's you different. Don't. And that's that's different. I'm talking. I about don't like need to be introduced to people. I will introduce. If you don't introduce me so. to your friends, better believe I'll stick my hand out and introduce myself. No, I mean, I mean so more like in terms sexually. of. Yeah, I mean sexually. But even sexually, of. I love to be on top, and I love to drive. I love to drive the motion. I love to get. Okay, what I, so you would so probably be. Like I'm. I'm not into bondage. At yeah, all. switch leaning Being towards. Being tied up is like. Eh, so so switch time. leaning towards top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and your bottom part would probably mostly be geared towards your partner. Yes, my bottom part would be not be sexual necessarily, but intellectual. 
I like to date somebody who is as intellectual as me or more. more Howdy. Than. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not very hungry when it comes to sales. So if I meet somebody who's very good at sales and very good at manipulating people, he is in like Flynn. Oh, it has to be a man. <laughs> Damn in, it. Like, in like Flynn. Well, no, a girl is very impressive too. Yeah, of course. But okay, while, howdy I'm, again. while I'm open to trysts with girls, <laughs> howdy, I don't want to date long time, long term a girl because I do like the differences and they do exist. Yeah, of course. That make girls Absolutely. and guys that set us apart. I'm they, the same they way. They tickle me. I, 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 so, I understand that. Like, I feel like I can't just, I can't be with somebody who doesn't have that same level. That of, inherent I, uh, difference that you know, we all know exists. You know? I dated this one girl named Rachel and she was completely opposite from me. Hi, she Rachel. She had like a, she's not listening to this podcast. Long time listener, long time fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, she was, we had a lot of similar interests, uh, but she was totally out of like the fetish world, mm. the kink world. She was just like a normal vanilla lesbian, but she looked like she was gonna punch me in the face and I loved it. She was the best partner I think I've had. Really? Like, prior to like what I'm in now. She looked because like she, she wasn't would punch you on. in the face? I love women who look like they're going to destroy me. Oh, well then you're in this right company right now. I know. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think it's really funny because um, she would always be the one destroyed at the end of the night. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have, you've got, that's, there's a novelty component, you know? So, so, so we're for me, quite, it's about novelty. So, so the next question, uh, I always have these planned out. Um, what are some kinks and fetishes that you are like not interested at all to partake in? I would love to know. There are a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. please lay them out. Are you Let's guys know. listening? Let them know. Are yeah. you guys ready? Um, ooh, I might disappoint some people. That's okay. I'm really not into. I'm really not into bondage. I <gasps> Here's the thing. I oh, understand dun, you. Dun, 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 dun. I understand. Is that God's hand coming through the clouds? <laughs> Might be. I understand. It's a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I, uh, here's the weird thing. I understand a lot of fetishes. Sure. And that's because I'm really interested in psychology. I do. So I'm the same way. That's the yeah. reason I love this job. Same. Same. Yeah. It's not just uh, the money. It's not just that it's easy. Because it certainly is not easy in it, some respects. No it's way. very psychologically fulfilling. Um, for me, I understand why people are into bondage. There is the suspense and the all of the anticipation that comes with it. But I am a very physical person. I like to be physically involved. So if I'm tied up and being watched, it's like, meh. Like maybe I've been spoiled because I've been watched for a long time. Since I... Possibly. Ever since I... Um, became a woman <laughs> and you know I've had a big butt and I've been wa- and I've been watched and I've been admired and I've got the comments you know so being tied up and having people watch me it's just not that much of a novelty for me you know understandable um, yeah you know and I also don't like to be uh what's the word immobile I like to be physically active in the chase um sure so I don't get that from a personal perspective it's not my fetish um, but I do love to act it because the big eyes and all of the... I'm an actress and I, it's very enjoyable. Um, similarly, uh, I get wrestling perhaps even more uh, because you're sweaty. This, you know, you've got the sounds. You've got the um, 
competitive wrestling and cat fighting is very real, right? Like, you've got a lot of people faking orgasms, but can you fake being hurt in a real cat fight? Not really. Like, if you're being spanked to shit or if you're being really fucking choked, you're being really, that, you're being, there's no that's way. That's hard to fake. Yeah, there's no way to fake that. So I really, really, really get that. However, do I need to incorporate it into my sex life? No. So I don't think I have any fetish. If anybody would like to challenge me, no, prove me wrong. No. So here's my. Here's, I, so I will challenge you all day long. No. Don't well, I mean, we have it. a whole we have a whole day tomorrow. We're gonna figure that out. Yeah. But, uh, and we, we have we have bumped. a we have a we have a we're legit, just fist bumped. Yeah. You can't see it. And we have a legit pro who's gonna come and beat the shit out of you and back and forth. Who is it? Know. Tiny. Uh, it's uh, Jordan Grace. Oh my! And then of course Tiny as well. Uh, but Tiny, I, he's the only one that I know aside from uh, Luna and Christina. They're the only okay. ones. Oh, I already have a few with you and Tiny oh, for like March. Oh, yeah. oh so. I know. Awesome. Okay. But, uh, they're the but, only ones that I know for real that will just absolutely destroy you. No, but so so I agree. So my point is like fetish is such a strong word. Uh, yes. I, I feel like fetish is one of those things that you know when I first started to learn about what that word meant. It, it was an eye opener because like it really was oh a fetish is something that has to occur has to physically happen for you to for you to have a a complete sexual experience Mm -hmm. so to me the word fetish has been diluted it's been turned into this kind of you know kind of almost like a trick word like like, this is something you like when girls go like oh i totally have a shoe fetish no you don't you don't have to fucking have a shoe in front of you for you to come Okay, um, I see what you mean. It's yeah. been, yeah, it's, it's been, been di- it's been, it's mm-hmm. been, it's been wiped down. It's been diluted. Yeah, uh, a fetish is something that has to be present for you to have a complete sexual experience. However, something else on the side that's something that really boosts the sexual experience can be considered a kink. Yeah. So if someone goes like, "Oh, if you spank me, I'm there, and then we can fuck, and then I'll have a great orgasm," that's a kink. Mm-hmm. But if someone goes like, well, you got to wear this specific kind of pantyhose or you have to wear or, or for a girl like you have, you know, the guy has to say these particular things to me. That might be a fetish. I'm specifically oh. into furries, but you need to be some sort of green. <laughs> OK, so yeah, green is my kink. Furries so, are my fetish. Exactly. So, OK, this Santiago, this has cleared up a lot of things for me. <laughs> Let me put it this way. And maybe nobody has heard this before, but oh. I am a variety fetishist that's my kink variety i have a very non-addictive personality like and i joke but it's the absolute truth i don't know have you met you i i i I joke but it's the absolute truth the reason i don't have an addictive personality is because i bore very quickly so if you call me baby girl once and if i call you daddy once I'm going to have the best orgasm of my life, but don't but you dare that, say it again. Don't ever do it again, yeah. <laughs> you, you have, like, at least a six-month cooldown. <laughs> right. The next day, I should come up with a different name. Yeah. yeah. If you spank my ass really, really hard a couple of days, if you, you know, or a few times, that's fucking hot. But, like, that's it. We're done now. You know, like, if we want to wrestle. Yeah, like, I like to do everything a few times. I I dated somebody. I'm the same way. I, I'm the same way. I don't like doing the same scenario every time. Right. Yeah. I dated I somebody it. for about three years, three and a half years, and uh, I he called me baby girl, and I was like, yeah, daddy, and he was like, you really like that, don't you? And I was like, yeah. Uh, till yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah and I he guess was, so. And he was like, yeah, like I sensed that you liked it, and I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. And like, I just kind of wanted to be finished with the sentence, the, the conversation scene. because I already knew what it would turn into, and sure enough. 
the next every day. time we had sex it was like yeah first it was like yeah daddy <gasps> yeah daddy yeah. and then eventually it was like yeah daddy all right, daddy. Are you, are you done yet, daddy? Daddy. Because this baby girl a, is ready yeah. to go home. Oh, my God, daddy. You came so hard. I All have right, a 3 go. p.m. hair appointment, daddy. <laughs> uh, I need you to get the fuck off of me. <laughs> so I have a variety fetish. Like a week later, you're like, father? Try, try everything <laughs> a few Glucose guardian, please get off of me. Person who uh, birthed me uh, on a biological level? <laughs> And it's a bit unfortunate that I am that way because I know people who are really into bondage and they spend a lot on ropes and a lot on oh, cuffs. Don't spend a lot on anything for me, please, because whatever it is, it's going to last for a week. I'm the same two. way. I'm the, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way with bondage. Yeah, I have. I have a huge thing with, against bondage where I'm like, it just gets boring really fast. I feel so very alone here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You no, don't no. have to be sorry. I just feel like I'm my own. Like oh, I love being suspended for but you're, as long but, as my legs will give out. But in reality, you are part of the majority. Yes. Yes. Am I? Yeah. There's. Yeah. So, so I'm. Do, a part do you of not the, know that bondage is like a big thing? Oh, I know that it's a big thing, but I'm a part of a majority that can only be suspended for a certain amount of time sure. because of like body issues. Of course. Uh, I have really poor circulation. Most people do. Most people do. You probably have better circulation than most people. I d- I doubt it. Like my my top. Um, a suspension scene was 20 minutes. That's long. That's, that's, that's long. A, that's, really? that's 20 minutes yeah. more than me. Yeah. It, but I, I do realize that Shibari and Bondage has gone into mainstream. It has, but um, I do a lot of photo shoots still because, I, like I said, I, I straddle genres. And a two-hour photo shoot will yield 300-plus pictures, right? Right. So even if you're in Shibari for only 20 minutes, however, that's a, a big chunk of the photo shoot. However, um, I I don't I don't delve into like the baby daddy nonsense. Oh, we were talking. We went back to that earlier. We're talking about age play. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, so let me go yeah. back to the original question, which yes. was uh, the things that you are absolutely going to say no to. You're like, I'm age not going to. I'm not going to do this particular kink. Spanking. Um, you won't do spanking. Wait, 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 what? No, I do uh, glamour shooting. I do glamour shoots and I do uh, art shoots. Sure. And I, I mark. That's understandable. So in my limits, here's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me do this the easiest. I actually understand that entirely. Yeah. Let me, so, but let me put this as easy as possible. Do it. When I email people back, I say, oh, yes, thank you very much for reaching out to me. Uh, March 13th to 18th sounds like it's a perfect uh, time frame, specifically the 15th to the 16th. Um, here's my rate, and as far as limits, um, no water sports. Oh, that's fair. No, no peeing, okay. Yeah, no, although, please don't although in my I face. have done some of that, but not the I mean, really I just, I recently, <laughs> no, no, I recently, and I'm not judging, I recently uh, interviewed a beautiful model yeah. who told me that that was one of her kicks. Oh, okay. Getting peed on. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's every, to each their own. That I, was a good 20 minute conversation. I, I was did, like, tell me more. I did it. Please it's, tell it's not me a more. Kink, it's not a kink of mine, but I did work with a really, really good company in Pennsylvania, and they don't do... It's not like, ah, oh, I'm going to piss in your mouth. It's more like the, the damsel in distress type. Is there a company that does that that's called You're in Trouble? No. But oh, my God. I might have to do oh, that. Oh, get yeah. that. Get yeah. that right now. Um, no, it's a company a company in Pennsylvania. 
uh, I, I'm actually gonna just tell you their name because they're fucking fantastic. To be or not to pee? Bound to burst. Shit. Bound to burst. That's not and that's not as good as mine, but that'll work. It's not. No, but, but, it's, but it's please solid. get that as soon as possible if you don't already have it. Yeah. But they their stuff is more of a damsel in distress. It's real peeing, but you're in clothes. So, so it's it's not, uh, it's, what, it's what they call well no they call it. Desperation, desperation yeah, yeah it's not like uh like golden shower type i woke your, up one mouth. morning i woke up one morning no 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 not that no i didn't mean that uh but there was one morning when i remember i woke up um we had been out the night before drinking okay so i woke up a little hungover and i suddenly smelled it in the air in the air i smelled that it. you I was had like, to piss on somebody it just oh, smelled no no had, you smell you smelled pee in the air as someone has pissed the ammonia near me. Yeah. yes and so i got up and I'm like, I must be having some weird post-dream kind of yeah. like brain thing. And so I'm walking around. I'm taking a shower. I go out and I still smell it. And then I look to the left as I walk out of my bedroom. And to the left is my first bathroom. And there is my one of my beautiful friends, uh, Candle. Um, uh, Candle Royale. Uh, well, what does she go by now? I don't know. But she, she was there with Jackie. And, and I'm like, honey, it smells like this. It's like, yeah, because Candle just pissed for like fucking 30 minutes. And apparently she did it all over oh the floor. God. They did a, like a desperation scene where she had gone to the bathroom. She couldn't get in. She's oh banging on the God. door. And then she ran in. And before she got to the to the toilet, she she's peed herself. pissed yeah. everywhere. And so she was assuring Wild. me. She's like, no, it's okay. We have some ammonia. We can clean it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's fine. But you should have told me that I'm going to wake up to like piss. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That was so. Even That's the biggest I, aspect of it is the desperation. Even, the, I can't make it to the bathroom. I'm bathroom, going to, yeah. yeah. So I have done it in that sense of the word, but I still say, uh, you know, I guess I should take it out of my limits now. But you know, <laughs> water sports. Uh, what is my other one? Boy, girl, of course, no. Yeah, because you're yeah. Um, a lot of people, including myself, have a hard, hard limit on scat. Well, yes, yes most is, people do. Yeah, yeah. I didn't but, think, which is I good. Didn't, which yeah. is like a clear thing to. Yeah. pronounce like that you have a hard thing against I, I, I am I am literally people. 10 for 10 on women saying I don't do poo yeah. no scat no water sports uh, no boy girl no uh, nothing to do with children or animals so age play nothing uh, racist or anti-semitic oh, yes. that's the other one nothing racist or anti-semitic and then the other thing which is which I've walked um, in on nothing that leaves marks and oh, that's okay. because I do art shoots, I do glamour shoots. Of course. And it will take a lot of money out of my pocket to do something that will mark me, whether that be spanking, caning, um, uh, you know, even, I mean, I do, I did cat fights in the past, but those pay very, very well. Sure. And I made sure that they did before I did them. I mean, you're talking, I'm not going to go into company names. No, you don't have to. $1,500 plus to participate. Um, in the rough stuff. Yeah, in the re in the real stuff, and even those have rules, of course. No joint locks, no you know flips or throws. Um, but yeah, I I just never had an inkling to do spanking or caning or any of that stuff because it would take me out of work for a week or two, and it's not a fetish of mine. Of I don't like pain at all. <laughs> even though I did cat fights, I do both. not like pain. I'm not even going to front like. Uh, I've been I asked don't. to do some shit that I had to say no to because yeah. they, they thought that because I was a, uh, a wrestling producer that I was um, I was one of those guys that would be okay with that you were by default yeah. a pain slush yeah. and it's like nope I Not will all. scream if you came me once <laughs> and you know I, I ain't no punk like I'll get in a fight and I will give back as good as I guess 
but if you want me to bend over and no, take no, a no, caning, no, 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 no. that's a different yeah. story. No. Nope. The first time it ever happened to me, no, no, no. All right, so last question. Uh, is there a kink or a scene that you have not done that you've always wanted to do? The one that we have coming up. Oh, well, you guys are doing a sleepy sensual uh, scene together. No, I've done a lot of sleepy. Mm -hmm. I've done But sleep you never done one with me. Oh! I, the <laughs> only kink that I have never done is one with Willow, and that's what I would like to try. All right. Okay. Is one okay. with Willow. What, what is it for real that you would like to try? Um, for, You guys... Have you done inflation I, fetish? No. Oh, I would There's like to do so inflation. I would like to. I do just inflation. had Ziva. Ziva was like, "Oh my god!" Are you for real? Because Ziva was like, "Inflation is so much fun." And she showed me pictures. She was like, <gasps> um, she, they, "They painted her blue, so she was the blueberry from Willy Wonka." <laughs> I forgot that it existed. Okay, you guys. Officially, what I want to try out is inflation, because <laughs> it's so much I'm not fun. trying to sit here and say I've done everything, but I've done robot freeze, yeah, hypnosis, sleepy wrestling bondage you know cat fight i've done so many things so have you done giant tests oh giant tests you have done giant tests. uh i've done giant tests i've done stuff have you work with gary yawning in... fetish ear pulling fetish i've done a lot of things i've worked with gary oh i love gary so i'm not trying to sound jaded but i might be a little bit jaded however it's okay however inflation i have never done ladies and gentlemen if you want to hire her for inflation you know where to go. Yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna get to that right now. So don't worry, I'll just like blow inside you and you'll be inflated. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's how that works, <laughs> but we're gonna give it a shot. Um, uh, we uh, so from which hole? Yeah, I know. So we're gonna. <laughs> no, you're not. So we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do our plugs tonight. So uh, Willow is still coming up in the business. So Willow is uh, to be found at skwppv.com. You can also find her eventually at essentially savageproductions.com which we're going to do a sh your first year for SSP tomorrow absolutely and uh, if uh and if you're interested in that so i think that if um i think our our first shoot will be pretty interesting and you might go into only fans maybe i i might go into only fans so if you've stuck with us uh this long to the podcast you were the first to know i mean yeah if they got through the uh the, if they the got to the airplane the airplane <laughs> <laughs> you would be the first to know <laughs> and so if you if you have any interest in that leave some feedback i would love to know what what you think about that if you would like yeah to what do you want to see her that. do yeah yeah i would i absolutely love feedback uh so tilly what what do you have for us uh clip for sale what do you have uh i'm on clipsforsale.com slash one two one one five five i did also also uh, uh within the last year acquire tillytown.com uh, that's t-i-l-l-y-t-o-w-n.com and that will bring you directly to my clips for sale store so that's awesome. probably easier to remember Easiest than clipsforsale.com slash two one one two one one five and um, and the other thing is onlyfans.com slash tilly mcreese nice and tillymcreese.com to order custom videos there is a custom uh, order form right there and it's very easy to fill out makes everything very clear and unambiguous so i would encourage you to use that please. awesome awesome well we just i think uh managed to fulfill our first uh fire pit night next time i'll make it a little bit warmer uh but uh if you guys want to come check out my stuff it's uh skwppv.com for pay-per-view and then you have superkidsworld.com for the free stuff and then for the sensual stuff it's uh, essentially savageproductions.com so 
Um, come check us out. We're going to shoot for all of that shit tomorrow, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Uh, we have Tilly versus Tiny. We have Tilly versus Jordan fucking Grace. We have wow. Tilly versus the amazing Willow. Um, and then maybe you versus me if we have time. Yeah. That's better. That's my, my ear. Boil to Roy. All right, so we love you guys. Uh, I'm going to let the ladies say goodbye to you centrally. I hope you guys have a great night. Bye. Fall to Roy. I don't know what that means. All right. Good night, guys. I am fucking freezing. <laughs>